Hello and welcome to Inside Music, episode number 110. I'm your host, James Shotwell, and this is my show coming to you currently from my office in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Believe it or not, I woke up and saw snow falling outside this morning. Snow! On April 27th, of all times. The world is a weird place and I am not comfortable with it. Anyways, on this episode, I'm chatting with Corey Lockwood, vocalist for the band A Lot Like Birds. Fans of alternative rock are likely already familiar with that name, but for those of you who have yet to discover A Lot Like Birds, just picture a rock band unafraid to push themselves and their audience with each new release. That is what has served as a cornerstone for A Lot Like Birds from the very beginning and made them a band worth investing in, which is still true with their new record, Divisi, which I've been able to spend a few weeks with. Corey and I chat largely about the four years that have passed since A Lot Like Birds last released an album and all the changes that have occurred in that time. Divisi, for example, is the first record where Corey handles lead vocal duties, and that plays a large factor into our conversation. Really, though, this episode is about perseverance and finding a way to live with yourself. A Lot Like Birds have learned what so many artists never do, and that is the simple fact that success starts with personal satisfaction. You can rest assured that if A Lot Like Birds are releasing something, it is because it is the best they could create and they absolutely love it. Their passion breeds their fans' passion, and that's how it should always be. Now, I don't want to waste too much time talking up a conversation that you can easily just hear when I shut up, so let's just get all the necessary information out of the way and we'll dive right in. I assume if you're listening to this that there's a really good chance that you're a musician, you work with musicians, you know musicians, or you one day dream of being one of those things. Whatever the case, if you want to be taken seriously when promoting new music these days, you need to present your material in a way that is customized to your brand. That's where Holix comes in. Holix is the music industry's leading digital promotional distribution tool. Their platform makes it easy to create and send beautiful, custom promos in minutes. Even better, Holix offers watermarking and anti-piracy tools to ensure your music only reaches the people you intend to hear it. Get your first 30 days of Holix free by visiting holix.com. That's H-A-U-L-I-X.com. The music you hear in this week's episode is pulled from A Lot Like Bird's new album, again titled Divisi, which arrives in stores on May 5th. The band is actually on a headlining tour right now, and if you see them before May 5th, you can buy the record at their merch table. The song I chose for this show is titled For Shelley Unheard, and I think it gives you a pretty good idea of what the band is doing with this record. Longtime fans will instantly recognize that it is a little bit different than what's come before, and that's a good thing because the band is heading in a great new direction that I think is going to start a lot of conversation. Anyways... That's the name of the song that's on the show this week, and I think that covers everything I have. So once again, you're about to hear Four Shelley Unheard from A Lot Like Birds. You can find the full song online right now, and if you wait until May 5th, you can hear the full record, again titled Divisi. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy the show. Surprise us, I 
where are you guys at today? Uh, we are on our way to El Paso. We uh, played in Albuquerque last night. How was that? It was awesome. Uh, it was our first time playing the new material uh, in front of an audience. So it was just, uh, we weren't sure what to expect. And it was extremely fun. And like, we're all sort of still on a high from it. Was this your first show of 2017? Uh, it was, yeah. Oh, wow. Shaking the dust off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's been our last tour was last year around this same time. And then when we got back from that, we spent the whole time just writing and recording. So it has certainly been a minute. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, I'm glad to hear it went well. And this is that was the kickoff of the headlining tour? It is. Yeah, it was. Oh, it has to be a little nerve-wracking to have so much time off from the road and then be like, we're going to go back out and we're going to close every night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I think we were all super nervous about it, but we have this uh, we have this tendency to uh, always sort of pile on uh, as much pressure as we possibly can because we all work under pressure very well. So we decided, okay, we're not only going to do uh, our first tour in over a year, but we're going to do a headliner playing all this new material and we're going to play the longest set we've ever played. And just like, we just kept adding uh thing after thing that we wanted to do. And, uh, uh, I guess it's one of those just high risk, high reward kind of things for us. And what is it like in the time, I guess, before tour, are you one of those bands that practices like every day, you practice once a week. How's, how's that go for you guys? Uh, we haven't always been that kind of band. Uh, we, um, tended to sort of practice a little bit uh uh when when tours were upcoming we practiced like maybe twice a week for maybe a month and a half uh prior to the tour because we would always sort of play a lot of the same songs uh and so we felt like we had a, a lot of it down but what with uh everything uh being so completely new with this record and uh and us wanting to sort of uh, uh, up the ante and, and, and play a lot of new material uh, we practiced as often as we possibly could we were practicing at least like four or five times a week that's crazy I guess that's what you kind of have to do though right it's just it's what you got to do <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> um, so how much of the new material are you bringing out on this tour you said you got to play for the first time last night I was curious I mean it's been so long I'm sure there's you sure it's like that balance of people want to hear the old stuff but you have all this new stuff yeah uh, so I don't know how much we want people to know because uh, uh, I, I know it's going to get out eventually but we're actually playing um, we're playing uh, Division in, in its entirety. Um, so the set is the entire album from start to finish. Uh, and then uh, we've been uh, closing with some older material. I like that. I like that. And I think, I mean, I've been able to spend a lot of time with the record already. So I know what, I know what people are walking into. But for those I have no idea, that's got to be kind of exciting to see them put it together. Yeah, and that that was part of uh, uh, the the our desire was just we built this record as a whole, and we want it to be experienced as a whole. And so instead of just picking a select few songs, we were like, 
we want to just have this be the entire experience. It was just the whole album start to finish. So, uh, and it was really interesting doing it last night because, you know, obviously the album doesn't come out until the fifth. And so, uh, outside of the singles, all of this material was never heard before. Uh, and so it was a little nerve wracking, but people's response was so positive. So it just was like, uh, like, an affirmation that like, okay, I'm glad we did this. I'm glad we decided to take this risk. Yeah. That means you guys are doing what, like close to 40 minutes without of music. People probably have never heard before. Most people. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I mean, to me, that's exciting because you kind of, you kind of get into the habit of expecting a band to do, you know, the eight songs that you know, and then three that you might not know as well. Yeah. <laughs> and even with the, the older material too, we decided to to play some of the the deeper tracks off of the off the conversation piece. No place, not really stick to just the singles too. We sort of wanted to have this all be like, hey, this is stuff we've never done before. We played, we're playing a song on this tour, some conversation piece that we haven't played for I think like seven years. Well, I think uh, I think that that's smart. I mean, at this point in your career, you guys are almost entering like phase two of the band and you kind of have to separate yourselves. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever like it, we're never we can never just put like uh, uh, our past uh, records or anything in the past. Uh, they uh, like they mean the world to us. But uh, as you as you evolve as an artist, you try to find a way to incorporate older stuff uh with with your new material and finding that mix is uh it's difficult when the change is uh, the more drastic the change the harder it is to to walk that line and to and to blend it seamlessly it's hard to play a song like uh think dirty out loud uh directly into a song that has no screaming whatsoever so yeah. yeah, I think that's that's another reason why it's probably best for people to hear Divizzy in this uh, in this setting where they'll hear it all back to back and it'll make a lot more sense than trying to mash it up with everything else because it is it does stand right. apart. Right, right, exactly. Now let's. I mean, we'll get into the obvious reasons why <laughs> the album sounds different, but uh, yeah. Um, when did you actually start? So, like, what's give me the timeline because last record, twenty thirteen. What's the timeline to like starting this album? Um, so we came home uh, after touring uh, No Place uh, pretty extensively, and uh, everybody sort of diverged and um, started working on separate things. Uh, uh, there were CMR records. I was working on Suffer. Uh, Michael worked on Alone, and uh, we've always sort of had. Uh, in between each record, sort of a longer resting period, I think, than most bands. Um, the same was with Conversation Piece. After we came out with that, we didn't even touch the idea of uh, writing songs for No Place until uh, about six months before we went into the studio. Um, and so this time around, it was the same sort of thing. It was a, a long resting period. And then when we got together, um, uh, we, I want to say that was... We started trying out new material, maybe like, oh my God, I'm so bad at, at timelines, uh, a year and a half ago or so. Uh, and we, we tried out a series of different 
things. We tried writing really frantic songs. We tried writing uh, softer material, and we were just sort of like throwing everything at the wall and seeing what sticks. And uh, we even actually tracked out some demos for some different songs that were just like really, really heavy, like really uh, chaotic. And it just, but it, they just sort of felt um, forced, and we didn't feel like we were adding anything new to uh to that idea to that style of music and so it, for us if we don't feel like we're doing something uh new or different it 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 doesn't interest us like interest us at the at the end of the day we have to be like we can't be bored by what we're doing and so we were like okay let's try something completely new and that sort of birthed uh the songs for for divisi yeah, you guys have also kind of, I, I guess your fans largely view your band as a group that every time you come out with something new, they're expecting you to kind of reinvent the wheel. So you have to really keep upping the ante. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we're we're definitely like, we feel that pressure. Uh, but I think we put more of that pressure on ourselves than anyone. <laughs> so uh, I think we sometimes we can forget that too. I, I, I think that's actually what's... Uh, uh, so surprising and and uh, and uh, and such a strange element of of writing music and and realizing that you have an audience is that we have our own expectations and seeing how those expectations match up against what um, what fans and listeners want to hear um, and a lot of the time we're on the same page and sometimes. Uh, 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 where it's more like, oh, you, you, like, we were shocked by the idea that, like, oh, you would want us to make, like, rewrite conversation piece. Like, that was, like, like five, six years ago. Like, I don't think we could possibly go back to something like that. But, yeah. Yeah, there's that, there's that bit about, you kind of touched on this earlier, but you want to catch your fans off guard, but there's also, you, I guess you have to find kind of hope or at least take comfort in the idea that because they're expecting the unexpected, you a part of you can do, you can hopefully do whatever you want, and there'll be somebody that's at least willing to give it a chance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, think, I think we've always been um, that side of, of, uh, of anticipating how um, our material is going to be um, viewed or, or received uh, has always been sort of such an afterthought for us that it's probably uh, like a, a big fault in, um, uh, for us, but it just, we're so honed in on what we think about the material. So it's always very new to hear people's reactions. Uh, and especially when it comes to like, picking singles singles are difficult for us uh we are so album oriented with our process that uh selecting little like four minute segments of this entire hour-long album that we that we created is is difficult for us we're like oh we have to show people why can't we just show them everything and instead we we agonize over trying to pick uh, pick what songs uh so this time around, I think we, we pick songs that just sort of showcase how different it can be. But I think when people hear the album, they'll definitely um, uh, uh, recognize a lot like Birds' sound in it, and it'll be more familiar.
Yeah, sometimes I think it's almost like a band such as a lot like Birds where you guys do make these albums that really need to be heard as one big piece that they would almost work better with like a trailer, like a movie trailer than they would like a single. You know, just give me like yeah, a bunch no of clips kidding. slapped together in a three and a half minute chunk or something. You know, just just give me a, the feel is all I need. I don't need like a, just a single. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm almost jealous of uh, of the whole like Beyonce approach and just drop the whole album out of out of nowhere don't don't hint at it at all but in hindsight i don't know you know plus, i don't know if that would have yeah. yeah it is always a question but i guess if you do it the beyonce way then you don't have to pick a single you just kind of sit back and watch what people exactly like. exactly <laughs> and let your fans decide what other people will like that was such a thing for us too like with with the other albums uh we sort of knew like oh hey like let's throw this song out there as a single. It's, um, you know, it's high energy, like blah, blah, blah. It's catchy, et cetera, et cetera. But um, like the Vizzy seems to run a wider range of different types of songs than our prior albums. And so we were like, I don't really know which song to like, there, like we could go any different number of ways. And so we actually just sort of like workshops the songs to audiences, which we'd never done before. We're like, okay, we're just going to like show this to as many people as we can and see what people resonated the most with. And so that's how we picked our singles this time around was just a, this one got this amount of tally marks. Let's go with this. So we didn't, uh, some of our personal favorites weren't even picked as singles, which I think is cool. I think it's important to uh, be able to have an album where um, it's not just all about, a handful of songs everybody can find something in it that they enjoy yeah plus now that you know since since not every single is necessarily your personal favorite song when some fan comes up to you at a show and is like you know my favorite track is actually blah 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 you can be like oh that's mine too you can get that secret connection exactly <laughs> yeah yeah and that that's always kind of happened with us too uh with all of our records is um and one of the things I was talking about earlier is like, uh, we're of our older material. We're not really playing. Um, we're playing one single from our older material, but a lot of them are songs that, um, just sort of became fan favorite, fan favorites over time, uh, that, um, people were like, Hey, like, you know, I love such and such song and such and such song, but honestly, this one here is my favorite. And we're like, yeah, this is like our dark horse too. Like we, we feel really strongly about this album or about the song, but didn't know how it would do as a single. So that's cool. I like having that. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, when I was younger, that would always be, that would be something I would want. Cause then, I mean, that means more than like a tweeter even because they can, t they'll tell their friends that story forever. Be like, dude, do you know that this is his favorite song too? No, he told me, you know what I mean? He'll, right. It's a whole yeah. thing now. <laughs> um, so so let me ask you this. You kind of talked about going through a whole bunch of different sounds to kind of create, find what this record was going to be. Was there one song that like you wrote it or you were working on it? And you're like, this is it. This is what we're going to build the record around. Um, huh. I don't know. I think it's hard. I think it's hard because we wrote the songs, uh, uh, sort of by one, Whereas in the past, we'd sort of written them in clusters. It'd be like, hey, like, just going to bust out like three, four songs this week. And we would write them and they'd all um, 
feel somewhat uh, uh, connected to each other, feel like just sort of uh, like trying to think like uh, no place it was easy to make as a concept album because like no nature connector and recluse all it was like oh those are your those are your fast crazy time signature songs and then uh no nurture hand over mouth and croylets those are your ballady type songs and with this uh we um sort of did one song at a time and each song just was we like we're like okay this one's like gonna be a a completely different route than the last one. And so there was never like any connecting song. It wasn't like, okay, this is what, this is the feel that we're going for. This is like what we're going to try to like emulate. It was sort of just like, let's keep writing songs. Like let's keep writing whatever comes to mind and, uh, and connect it the best we can um, through the lyrical content and, uh, and, just hope it connects naturally. And I feel like it did, um, but still maintain that diversity because of the way we approached it. And that approach kind of feeds into the the meaning behind the title, or at least it can, the idea of a whole bunch of different pieces kind of doing their own part. Yeah, exactly. Like that, uh, Divisi was representative of, uh, of sort of just the whole process. Like, um, the idea that we were um, maintaining the same uh, style in a way, but doing it in such a divergent um, way. Uh, uh, so that idea of something being uh, different and the same at the same time. Do you feel that this record kind of sets a tone for where you guys might go from here? Because I do feel like, I mean, it is a start. There are some moments where you're like, oh, I can't believe this is the same band from the first record. And in some ways, I guess it's not. <laughs> um, right. But I wonder, I know that I, I've done some other interviews with bands that take these, take a step where it's like, oh, we kind of, we took a, we're kind of taking a change of direction. And then they'll say, then I always, I have to ask, like, do you think that this sets up where you, do you keep following this path or do you think you adjust again? I don't know. I um, I guess you have like three years honest, to figure it out based on history. Yeah, I I think the honest answer is that we never know what we're gonna do until it comes up. Uh, uh, we don't really. Um, I, I know a lot of bands uh, come out of the the studio and they start working on new material. Maybe they feel inspired by, oh my god, now that we finally tracked all these songs, like. I want to write this and I want to do that. But for us, it's never been that way. Uh, we sort of need that, uh, that time period of, uh, of like, okay, let's take a year to ourselves or so. And then, um, and then see how we've grown as musicians afterwards and, uh, and just sort of do whatever comes naturally. I think there is, uh, somewhat of a line that can be followed from the conversation piece uh, into no place and how uh, we moved more from the idea of uh, uh, upbeat and like focusing on our songs being catchy and, and all over the place to no place sort of honing in and, and making sure that each song captured a specific emotion or a specific feel to it. Uh, and so I think um, in some ways the Vizzy is just a larger extension of that. It's really, really trying to uh, um, tap into just um just how the song feels uh but i don't i don't know where that goes naturally i i um 
I think it would be uh, impossible for any one of us to say, okay, so yeah, our next album will probably be uh, like heavier, more like mellow or anything like that. It would just be kind of guessing, I think. No, but I like that. I, I, I think it's smart not to not to plan it out that far ahead. I've been thinking about that a lot just in life in general. That I mean, it, you, can, you can plan it out now, but when you guys actually get around to making the record, it could be different anyway, so why stress? Yeah, yeah. And I think that's sort of uh, uh, why we hit this weird spot when we were first writing um, uh, material for uh, for this record, and we kept writing these chaotic songs and and not understanding we were like why does this not feel like it's like it's working why does this feel um uh like a little more contrived than usual and i think it was because in the back of our heads we sort of had this idea of like oh this is what is expected of us uh let's do this thing um that we've done a million times and uh and so i think it did come together better when we went okay okay do away with that like no plans no outline no anything just fluid just writing so i i've been I, i've been, like i said i spent a lot of time with the record and i was excited to see you guys put the sound of us out because i, I really dig shelly i think that that's a powerful song into itself but uh there's something about the the lyricism in particular on the sound of us that i i think really does set a tone for the record even if it might not reflect every song on the album but i think the some of the themes that you first notice on shelly kind of come back around on this one and i like the way that there's just it's it's cold but in a warm way if that makes any sense to yeah. you. yeah <laughs> no that no that really does it's like a really way to put it uh that that whole song was this idea of that dichotomy between it just literally takes place in space like in order to express that sort of that distance that coldness um but be a song about how uh there used to be um, a connection and something warm and not so distant uh in it so it's that whole idea of the two contrasts there so yeah that's actually that's a really cool way to describe that yeah I, I didn't know if it made any sense i was actually trying to write it down earlier as i was preparing for this and i was like i don't that's only going to make sense if i say it out loud if you read it it just looks like i don't know what i'm talking about <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh but no i think there's a lot of talk i mean i think the record has a lot of these ideas of like connection lost connection the meaning of a connection and i guess kind of what you do when it's out of your control Right. Do you yeah. think you do you think you found any answers in all of that? I mean, in writing the record. Um, I feel like I never. <laughs> this is gonna sound so depressing. <laughs> but I feel like I, I never really uh like have like these aha moments or like like learn anything from my writing. I think it's more uh, uh these emotional uh, uh sentences rather than questions. Uh, it's these um so this is my this has been my experience in relationships in this way and that and so sound of us is uh what happens when when they end and when uh you misinterpret um there being a connection in, in just small things like the silence you spend together and not realizing that that silence was because there was nothing there to begin with and uh and so I think a lot of the songs can be sort of just sort of defeatist, like uh, bleak outlooks on on 
just what comes out naturally for me. Um, uh, I've never written a song and, and then been like, like, hey, like I'm looking at this, uh, you know, uh, and experience in a different way. I think it's more just like this is I've gestated on on something that's happened in, in my life, and uh, this is what came out. This is the end result. My my sort of verdict on how I feel about it. Yeah, there's there's like miniature aha moments in there because at least you you find a way to get that idea out of your head. I mean, if that's not an aha moment in itself, I don't know what is. Just to be like, okay, yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, I guess they, <laughs> they I guess they only they happen in the writing process. But I've upon completion, like it, I guess that's the weird thing about songs is like once the song is out for once the song is written for me. Uh, I've put, you know, sort of a punctuation mark on it, uh, and I've, I've now settled. But when I when it's shown to an audience, it's interesting to see how people take these songs and how people uh, uh, go, hey, like, you know, I was going through a certain thing, and then I heard this song, and it made me realize this, or it made me feel this, or something. So it's a really unique way to get to experience I, uh, my like absolutes my absolutes that i've i've written uh that are unchanging can maybe change somebody else well i mean I, that's always been one of my favorite parts about a lot like birds in general is that there's always there's a cryptic element to what's happening even whether or not it's intentional it's just how you express yourself but as it translates through music it hits and like you said, everyone kind of takes their own version of it. So when in the fandom of a lot like birds, it's really easy to get lost in like, what is this about? Or what do you think that this is how this makes me feel? And then realizing that you're the only one who sees it that way. <clears throat> right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I've, I've tried real hard over the years not to tell people like, Oh no, that's wrong. <laughs> like, uh, Cause I've had uh, people who've approached me about certain songs in there like absolutely certain like oh this song is about like this song resonated with me a lobby hey everyone this is your host james shotwell checking in when i was talking with Corey, we actually had a little bit of a technical hiccup due to the fact the band was traveling through a mountainous area at the time so we got cut off but don't worry he and i reconnected and you're about to hear the end of our conversation so we're going to pick up basically right where we left off but i just want to throw in a quick apology for the error and uh yeah here's Corey again Hey, I think I went through no service area. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. We'll we'll catch up. We only had a few more things to go over anyways. Cool. <laughs> um Yeah, I think you were just you were just telling me about people thinking they understand a song and you having to resist being like, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I never want to just be like, no, 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 this is exactly what it's about. So I, I mean, I hate looking up song meanings sometimes too, because I hate thinking that I know what something's about and then I'm like, oh, yeah, I was completely off and now I can't listen to that song in the same way. Oh, but. yeah. No, no, absolutely. And especially, and again, in, in your case where you aren't necessarily providing definitive answers, there is a part of you that has to be like, well, I mean, I guess, I guess I didn't tell you one thing or another. So that's how you interpret yeah. what I said. I always find that like, <clears throat> even when I'm just talking to like my wife, you know, we, I have a conversation and I'll be trying to explain to her how I think I feel about something halfway through. She'll be like, it seems like you really feel this way or she thinks like you're really upset about this. And in those moments when you're so certain that you do know what something is about, someone can come across and you'd be like, oh, I guess maybe I, I don't understand myself sometimes. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so there is that yeah. element that someone could suggest and just be like, oh, I guess, yeah, I guess the song could be about that. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, well, for you, when it looks when you're looking at a record like this, uh, it's a pretty important record, I would say, in the career of the band. Um, <clears throat> and you, you've made a lot of changes, and sonically, and obviously, you know, Kurt's not around. You, you've moved on up into like the f- full-on frontman position at this point. Um, for you, I guess, what makes this record a success, or is it already a success just because you like how it sounds? Like, do you do you set bars like that for you for your work? I think, yeah, I think uh, we all just it's sort of yeah it's just sort of how we each feel about it and uh i think for me personally it was um this was this massive massive challenge that um i've never worked harder on a record than i did on this one and i've never uh agonized and and been uh pressured uh just just by pressuring myself like um i i screaming i've done enough like for so long that uh i i there's a comfort level there that I, it's easy to just stay inside us and um singing is this completely brand new world for me and uh i just wanted to try it in as many different ways as i can um and so it was it was an ambitious project and i think just simply in the completion of it alone uh i can be um proud and then on top of that um after having completed it and and hearing um hearing back from my peers that uh that I've shown it to and other musicians that I respect so much and and having them say hey this is like the pinnacle like this so far is like the best thing you guys have put out that's to me just a, like that's enough affirmation if every other person in the world hated the record I would I wouldn't care <laughs> like now is that how you is that how you've always felt, or is that is that like the the mature adult in you being like, no, nah, personal satisfaction is what matters? Yeah, I um I think that would have been a harder sentiment for me <laughs> to to uphold. Uh, probably, it, it, I think if no place had been received, um, in any way less than I expected, I think it would have been harder for me to take simply because it was more in my comfort zone. It was like, like, I know I can do this thing. I know I can, I know I can write these lyrics. I know I can scream these parts. Like, um, I would be surprised if, if somebody thought that I felt flat on my face with this, but here I took a a lot more risk. And so, um, uh, I think that I can, uh, be prepared, like, I guess, like I, as long as I feel that I did, I did well, then I'm, I'm, I'm settled in that. Like, mm. as long as at some point, because there was, a, there was so much rewriting, I would uh, write parts over and over and over, and I just was like, this isn't good enough. That like, this isn't right, and so I never really felt that way before. Uh, I kind of felt like, oh, I, I like this part works. Like this. Um, you know, I can I can settle on this. I was sort of more of a perfectionist on this album than than most. Mm. No, I think that, no, I, I totally get that. I do think uh, it's it's something that I like to hear from people that have been in the industry as long as you have. There definitely comes this like as you evolve and you, you don't necessarily get comfortable, but you you gotta you really develop that self reliance and like you gotta you realize that I mean the industry is gonna do what it does, but if you like what you're doing, then I mean that's that's all that really matters at the end of the day. 
Right, yeah. <laughs> you can only control the rest of it very little. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so you guys just started this tour, and it rolls. When does how how long does it go? Uh, we finish. I think the last date's June second. Mm-hmm. And you'll probably just continue rolling on down the road for the rest of the year, on and off. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we're we're looking at um at some other tours. Uh, nothing, nothing we can like for sure solidify yet. But uh, uh, we've got some really exciting stuff that. But I can't wait to finally be able to talk about that uh, down the further down the road. I'll be able to. <laughs> and right now, as we're talking, we're only I guess nine days from the release of the record. Finally, I, is it nine days? Yeah, I haven't even been. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess it's yeah, Wednesday. It's so crazy. Yeah. I haven't even thought about that aspect. That I'm just focused on playing the songs live, which is so weird. That means it's nine days of uh, until it's. Um, I mean, we're selling the record at uh, at these shows anyway. So if people come uh, now, if they come tonight to El Paso, they'll be able to get the record like nine days before anybody. But uh, still, it's like nobody has the time to like sit in their car and listen to the record and then be able to sing along at these shows. So we're playing, like I said, to just people who have never, ever heard these songs before. Well, if people are listening to this before the release date of the record, they should get out and experience these songs. I wouldn't even, I mean, if you have a chance to hear the album early, because I'm sure that you guys will do a, an early album premiere with some website or something. It's, it's a pretty classic marketing move these days. Um, yeah. I, I think people should just come to the show and experience it live, because I, I, I haven't gotten to do that. But having spent like a month with the record, I do think that it's probably best first experienced in a live setting. Yeah, I think it might be like an extremely unique opportunity. I've never, ever seen a band uh, well, I've seen like new songs performed live before I've heard them, but I've never seen like, okay, I can experience this whole album and then finally get to listen to it on record. So I also think definitely different. I think it'll make the transition from, I guess, the previous records to what happens on how this record plays a lot easier for some people too. Just because I feel like when they see the energy and such that goes into performing the album, anything that sonically sounds different, they might not they might not care as much about. You know, they might not find gripe with it. Yeah, yeah, that's a huge thing. Is that we still uh, like? I think it's impossible for our band to to change in a live aspect. We just are the same bands that we've always been live and so these songs have that energy um uh even if the screaming's not there there's these just uh we're just us and we're just <laughs> playing raw and just getting in people's faces doing that so yeah well man I, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me like i said I, i've really enjoyed the record actually i wrote the review in the new issue of substring that'll be coming out soon and i I've been fortunate. I felt very fortunate to be able to spend as much time with it already as I have. And I can't wait for you to get to Minneapolis, not on this tour, unfortunately, but hopefully one of the subsequent ones and see you. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much. No problem, man. You have a safe travels and I will hopefully see you a little bit later this year. Cool. Yeah. Hopefully. (laughs) Yep. Bye.